G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. The Ashes summer of 21-22 gets underway as Stark roars in and bowls to Burns. He bowled oh. it! First ball! <laughs> Mitch Stark serves notice! <laughs> and Ashes can be defined by the first delivery. And Stark has bowled Burns on the leg stump around his pads. Anything could happen, and yes, it did. Stark knocking over Rory Burns as the Australian pace attack smelt blood in the water, and they ran through the English, who could only manage 147 in the first innings after winning the toss and choosing a bat. It was beautifully described by our man over there in Australia on SEN, and that is Gerard Waitley, absolute dynamite commentator, champion fella, and a good horse racing man as well. Anyway, Graham Swan... Is a former English spinner who knows how intense the first ball of an Ashes series can be. He's been kind enough to take our call this morning. Well, it's evening up there in the UK. Not just Swanee. Swanee is not just a former cricketer, okay? He's also now a commentator. He's a pundit. But he's also a lead singer of a rock band, Dr. Comfort, and the, was it, Lucid or Lurid yes. Revelations. And he's also, is also a superstar of Strictly Come Dancing, and he's a rock star himself. It's great to have Swanee on the phone. Good evening, my friend. Hello, pal. This is amazing. I've just listened. I, I was so excited. I came on thinking, brilliant. Talk about the ashes. As soon as I heard Gerald then commentating, I just wanted to throw my phone at the wall. What a joke we are. <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's early days, Swanee. It's early days. What I love is the arrogance of you English to be able to leave out 300-plus test matches and a thousand oh test wickets, and just leave it parked up on the sideline. Okay, so what I'm going to say now, this this is gospel, right? As soon as you're out of the England team, you are nothing to do with the England team. Every good idea you've ever had, you can't talk to the captain or coach, and so you just get back to seeing bonkers decision after bonkers decision being made. How can you leave out? How can you pick a spinner on a green top in Brisbane for a start? Unless it's Dan Vittori, a spinner doesn't get wickets in music in Australia. That's a shout-out to Dan, by the way. Um, and it's Brody, how do you not pick Brody? Brody only gets wickets on green tops these days. For goodness sake. Uh, I'm honestly, Baz, I've been dreading this day because this Australian team is pants, and we all know it. This is as bad an Australian team as it's been for 20 years. And we are equally as bad, apart from Rooty and Stokes and Jimmy and Brody. We've left two of them out, one through injury. And honestly, our top six wouldn't get in most county sides 10 years ago. And they're absolutely 32 for England on our flat wickets. It's just a joke. I've been dreading this day and it happened. But aside from that, everything's cool over here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, It's not all over, though. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not all over. Ben said it was not all over. How are you? I'm a proper optimist, always have been. When Joe won the title, and this is my first day back, so I got back from doing the T10, 
in Abu Dhabi, and I've had a wonderful three weeks of very hard work playing golf with your mate Owen Morgan, Baz. It's been awesome. Oh, Tony, I got home. It's two degrees, and it's so bloody cold. It's ridiculous. And I've had to stay up till midnight to watch the Ashes. And so I've fought jet lag. I've had too many coffees. I've had too much wine. New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, Pinot Noir, of course. And <laughs> imagine, so I'm half, I'm half cut, and I'm absolutely bouncing when we win the toss. And he said, we'll have a bat. And honestly, I just felt crying into my hands. And you know what? Whose fault this is? This is Nasser Hussain. Nasser Hussain, 15, 20 years ago, bowled first on a flat one without a blade of grass because he was so scared of Matt Hayden and thought if he didn't do it, he might get beaten up behind the, the clubhouse. I'm sure of it. And ever since, English captains are scared to bowl first. Oh, my word. What a joke of a decision. So right. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. you're so right, but though. That is exactly... <laughs> because that uh, the wicket was green, eh? And it had good bounce and good pace. Like The only thing you don't want to do is just give the Stark, Cummins and Hazelwood any sort of opportunity to be able to expose what, as you've so rightly put it, a, a pretty delicate top order that is that is England's at the moment. Yeah. But the Australian top order is pretty delicate it. I think as we well. can say it. They're, they're both bang average, these top sixes, with one or two world superstars in amongst them which makes it even yeah. weirder. Um, and I mean, let, let's face it, since 2020 really kicked off, and um, one day cricket's slipping away, batting has, I think, plummeted around the globe, or long-term batting anyway. Since you got that 100 in your last test, it's your fault, Baz. Since you showed that that was possible before <laughs> lunch on day one, everyone's gone, let's just bat like Baz. But they're not as good as you, so they have his 12. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a wonderful, you're a wonderful man, Swanee. Thank you, mate. I'll, I'll sort oh. you later on. Um, so talk to us then. Right, forget the cricket then, because we know, you know, like that's as you said, they're two, they're two pretty average teams going at it, even though it's the biggest series in the world. But um, let's talk about what you've been up to. So three weeks in Abu Dhabi. I see you've been driving a few cars. You've no doubt been playing yeah. a little bit of golf, and you've been just enjoying the uh, the finer things in life there in the. Uh, in, in the uh, UAE, is that is that in the UAE? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I've worked a lot in the IPL I'm in Mumbai while everyone's been having fun in the UAE doing the commentary. I've been in the studio in Mumbai, which you know well at Star Sports, but ended up because of COVID and everything, spending a stupid amount of time away from home last year. And so I promised my kids, look, Daddy's a cool Daddy, all right. I'm not going to go away for Christmas this year because I'm sure the third one's not even mine. She looks nothing like me, because I've not been around at all. But she's great. I love her the most. Um, I, I promised him. I said, look, let's go skiing. So we're all going skiing. And so I turned down going to Australia to see my kids. And it's the best decision I've ever made. I'm pretty happy with it. So I've just done Abu Dhabi, the T10, played some golf, drove, drove some carts, Um and like I said, I'm just, I'm loving it. I'm going skiing in five days. I'm sat here trying on salopettes as we speak. <laughs> oh, man, you're an absolute laugh. I'd love to have a sit down with you and sip on some Pinot Noirs, mate. It's Izzy here. I'm, I'm with the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Um, great to have you on the show, mate. Um, got any stories and any experiences of your time playing against Baz? Or any, anything you can just lead us into on Baz? And that's radio worthy, obviously. Uh, well, yeah, I'll have to skip around. Baz is, a clean, Baz is the clean one. I mean, when I first came across Baz in a New Zealand cricket shirt 
properly was when he was opening the battle with Jesse Ryder. So every story that was wrong was to do with dear old Jesse, who I love, by the way. <laughs> I think he's a legend. But if you remember early on in his career, he couldn't help but wander into the bad environments and, and make silly little slip-ups. Like in Christchurch, when he smashed us all over the place and then put his hand through a toilet window that night. I mean, oh. every, I love Christchurch. And I, I went over there and lived for six. So a massive shout-out to all the Merivale lot. Um Baz obviously knows very well as well. I mean, some of the best here are Hops, especially. Um, oh, Hops. He'll know well. Hello, how are you? Um, yeah. And Flem and all that. The Christchurch <laughs> is my It was his birthday on the weekend. By the way, has is, is, is Mr. Tickle taken over yet as Stephen Fleming's actual nickname? Because you know that Mr. Men book, Mr. Tickle, who can reach down from bed <laughs> and get a biscuit out of the kitchen because his arms are so freakishly long. Sure, Stephen Fleming for those long arms. Uh, one was asking for a wee bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. It'd be great, Bears. Thank you. What a hero. <laughs> we had, we had Flames golf. We had Flames golf tournament the other day. Down in Queensland. Oh, thank thanks for the invite, Flem. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was yeah. it was a good event. Hops was there, and, and all yeah. Mitch was I'll there. I tell you, I, I will give yeah. you a good story actually. Um, when the New Zealand Open was on a few years ago, while the World Cup, the World Cup where you were blazing it, and I honestly, I've, I've never been more disappointed in a sporting fixture. I'm a Newcastle United supporter, so I'm disappointed every week by my football team. <laughs> but never been more disappointed when you got out first over in that final because I knew you were knackered then and you weren't going to win. I nearly cried. Australia winning World Cups is like eating, I don't know, semolina pudding at school. You were forced to. <laughs> You just grin and bear it, even though no one likes it. And you've even got to nod and say nice things about it. Oh, my word. Anyway, while that was going on, <laughs> we all went and played in the New Zealand Golf Open. And Michael Hills is the man who pulls all the money in, isn't he? And the night before, he has yeah, this lovely yeah. little do. And you go along. It's one of those where your wine glass is never empty. You have a swig, and then you, you carry on talking. Someone fills it up. And Flem had said to me beforehand, he goes, oh, okay, this, one, this event gets a wee bit out of hand. If you're not careful, so I'm I'm your guardian angel tonight. When I say that's enough, you're going home. <laughs> so I said, Flem, what are you talking about? I can handle my drink. This would be great. And because uh, I was teeing off at six thirty with Pete Lonard, the Australian PGA pro, and suddenly this giant hand landed on my shoulder. It must have been about eight p.m. because I'm a lightweight. It's about time now, Graham. I think you've just spilled a glass of wine on your shirt, and I staggered off. Honestly, going, nah, Flem, what are you talking about? No, 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 I'm good, I'm good. Staggered past Viv Richards. Good <laughs> Viv, help me out, man, help me out. He's like, I think you had enough, man. You go back to the hotel. <laughs> the next morning on the first tee, it took me three shots. It took me three shots to get past the women's tea. I mean, it was just... <laughs> oh, all my memories of New Zealand are brilliant ones. I love the place. You're the luckiest uh, people here. Oh, you don't well, know it. Uh, we absolutely oh, love you yeah. over here as well, mate. And Come back. Fantastic to talk to you. Well, I'd love to get you two gentlemen together, Izzy Dag and mm. Graham Swan. What a dynamite combo that would be. You'd be singing, <laughs> you'd be dancing, you'd be, you'd be up on the tables. It'd be fantastic. We'll have a bit of golf. I'm we'll, all over We'll, we'll, we'll pull that together. We'll pull yeah, that together speak. somewhere. Yeah, right, before we let you go, Swanee. <laughs> before we let you go, uh, Give us an Ashes score prediction, mate. Um, 
I can't bring myself to say, to say the number that I think it'll be. So I'm going to go 3 1 to that lot. Okay. Ooh, and I don't, and I don't like that. And, and, and what I will say is the reason the English love New Zealanders is because you like Australians without the chip on your shoulder. That's why we all love New Zealand. It's why we detest Australia. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a I legend. Mean, oh, what a chip. them on their own. On their own, Aussies are good blokes. You get two or three together, you've got a fight or a scrum. It's just a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Right, we'll let you go. Thank you, Swanee. We appreciate it, mate. Absolute champion. Love to the family. We'll catch up soon. (laughs) That is former English cricketer and strictly dancing superstar as well. He's a a ripping bloke. He really is. And as Graham Swan. Mate, you two would be electric together. Imagine him singing the Baz Music. We should have got him to sing the Baz Music shapeshifter song. Imagine that. Could have got him really going. Or oh, the Trudy's World. We could have done a new rendition of the Trudy's World with the lead singer of Dr. Comfort. <laughs> Do yourself a favour. Get online and listen to Swanee. Have a jam. <laughs> have a jam online. It's uh, a massive year ahead for the White Ferns, which includes a series against India before the Women's World Cup which is hosted on our shores. It's Bob Carter's squad that has taken some time to assemble for a few camps throughout the summer to make sure that they are right where they need to be. There's one young bowler who will be loving these opportunities to be back in and around the group is Rosemary Mayer. She's had a lengthy layoff and she's back bowling and, and uh, she's following a bit of heat from uh, from what people are, are saying on the street as well. So it's, it's wonderful to welcome Rosemary to Baz Nizzi for breakfast this morning. Good morning, Rosemary. Hello, how's it going? We're good. Morning. We're good. We've had Graham Swan on the show this morning, and he got us an absolute stitches. So it's nice to hear a, a voice which <laughs> will hopefully talk a bit of cricketing sense as well. So it's <laughs> uh, it's great to have you join us, uh, both uh, myself and and also Izzy on the show. Hey, uh, Rosemary, how's it been, mate? Been back in, in the White Ferns camp? Yeah, it's been really good actually. Um, it was it was a long five months away from cricket mostly so it's it's really exciting to be back with the girls and training hard yeah nice what, what were those five months like for you to get away from the game was it quite good to to get refreshed and and get your body white right and was there anything that you've kind of come back and and kind of worked on that you've been pretty happy with um well i think the first probably month or so was quite hard, obviously missing the tour to England. Mm. Um, I was quite excited for yeah. it, but um, I took probably a good three months away from doing anything, just with my injury. Nice. Um, and then I was allowed to bat for probably like six weeks or so and not bowl. So I was I was really enjoying the opportunity to improve my batting, which definitely needs improving. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, we're all-rounders. I used to consider myself an all-rounder. So batting, <laughs> I used to actually really enjoy batting a bit more than bowling. Um, so that's probably been a positive for you. When you get time off, you can work on your weaknesses and, and, and turn those into a strength. So we're going to see you, what, batting about mid-order now? Or, you know, earlier you're going to put your hand up and go, Bob, mate, I'm back, I'm ready. <laughs> uh, probably not. I'm, I'm pretty happy at the bottom, but um, <laughs> just, just ready to score some runs whenever needed, pretty much. As as he mentioned, Bob Carter, so he's the coach of the side. He's a good man, Bobby Carter. He's been around New Zealand cricket now for probably a couple of decades, and he's worked with some of the best in the game. 
he uh, he's a bit of a tough taskmaster at times. Has he been has he been cracking the whip on the on the girls at the camp? Yeah, I mean he is a tough nut, but I think he definitely has the best intentions at heart. But for sure, when we're when we're not having a good day, he's the first one to tell us. But I think we're all pretty open to hearing it and me to hear it to to sort sort it out really. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Talk, uh, just talk to us a, a little bit about, um, obviously, the, the White Ferns haven't necessarily been at their best over the last little while, albeit we're littered with, with wonderful players and, and world-class players. What, what is it, some of the conversations you guys have been having about projecting forward to, say, the World Cup, about what we mm. need to do as a group to ensure that we can compete with the best teams in the world and give ourselves a chance of lifting that World Cup at home? Yeah, I think, like, it's pretty obvious we've got some of the best players in the world, but um, I think if the, the next tier down can kind of step up from game to game and be more consistent, and I think just as a team be more consistent with our performances and just have more more people contributing every game would really help. Yeah, nice. Nice. Well, we look forward to seeing uh, it resolving next year. Looking forward to watching the World Cup in our own backyard. How good is that going to be? But for you, bowling some heat. Are you enjoying getting back and being out there and ripping the ball down and, and, and getting some heat? What, what are you clocking at that? What are you, what are you bowling around? Um, I'm not sure at the moment. Maybe like 110 to 115. Ooh, okay. Nice. Is that, is that your quickest? Um, I think I cracked 120 once, but that was, that was a few years ago when I was a bit younger. Oh, well, maybe we, we see that of, as of late, eh? A little Mitchell Stark steam in, first ball, round the legs, smack that leg stump over, right? <laughs> eh? I'll be looking for that one, Rosemary. Hopefully. I'm trying to get a bit of speed back, so that's, that's my main work on, so we'll see how it goes this season. Hey, uh, Rosemary, did you watch the Ashes yesterday? And will you, will you follow it throughout the, the entire series, or, or are you a bit busy down there in camp? Um, well, we... Um we did watch a little bit of it kind of around lunchtime and afterwards, but, um, yeah, I love Pat Cummins. He's a great bowler, so I love love watching him take some with it. Mm. Excellent. He's a good man too, Paddy Cummins. I'm pleased that he's got the, the top job there. Hey, um, Rosemary, we're going to let you go, but we really, really appreciate um, you joining both uh, myself and Izzy here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and we wish you all the best with your preparations and Say good day to the girls and say good day to Bobby Carter and, and Jake Oram and, and all the team for us as well. And we wish you all the best. For Rip it down there. Cool, thanks, guys. Drop it in short. That <laughs> 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 was Rosemary Mayer, White Ferns fastball, also Central Hines as well. Another good Central Districts girl uh, joining us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We've got plenty more coming up as well. After 8 o'clock, we're going to speak to Blair Duke and then later on in the show, we've got Andrew Butch Castles. I'm going to hit him up about a bit of corporate hospitality on track at Tarapa on Saturday. That's what I'm <laughs> after is. It's a shame you can't join me, brother, but you've got your hands full with your Christmas party down there. 7.51 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We'll be back very soon. It's time for our McCafe coffee catch-up. And they reckon it's Sailing's answer for T20 cricket. That's something we can get behind. Sail GP, it's a newer competition to the busy sailing calendar. And New Zealand's team, led by Peter Burling and Blair Chuke, are nearing the end of their first campaign on tour. It's been confirmed Sail GP will have a home in New Zealand from 2023 with four years 
of sailing at least locking locking in for our waters. The Kiwis are off to Sydney to finish the season very shortly, but before he heads off over, we've managed to snag the handsome, the one and only, the beautiful, apparently, in my household anyway, Blair Chook. He's on the show. Morning, Chooky. Morning, boys. How's it going? Going good, brother. Going good. Quick question for you, mate. We'll get on to some sailing a bit later. Probably not, but quick question. Have you ever thought about um, giving The Bachelor a go? <laughs> Never. Never. Nah, don't lie. I'm boy, mate. I don't think it's for me. <laughs> oh, you're a beautiful man. I had to. I have to kind of explain it. You were on the news last night and my household was losing it. So I kind of, you know, hopefully you're up and about now. Uh, mate, what have you been up to? How you been? Yeah, good, good. Thanks. Uh, it's been a busy old year, that's for sure. But I uh, enjoyed being back in, in debt for, well, it's only been a month out of MIQ uh, since we returned from the European GP leagues. And uh, now we're gearing up. Uh, half the team's flying today to Sydney and uh, the rest of us tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, final weekend uh, or Race weekend next weekend, 17th and 18th for us, uh, Friday, Saturday in Sydney. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Nice. And it's, uh, it's Baz here. What, what do you do for fun? Like, most people go sailing for fun, but what do you do for fun outside of your <laughs> Baz. Uh, well, I like to get back out on, on the water. So not probably – I don't go, like, sailing or on sort of small racing boats or cruising boats or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I like to go uh, free diving probably my favourite uh, hobby. And if I'm not doing that, then surfing or on the floorboard doing like winging, hand winging. So, yeah, back out on the oceans. It's been many days of the year out there, but, uh, yeah, absolutely love it. That looks hard, that thing. I was, I was having a look at your Instagram. That looks hard, that thing where you gotta, you're got you on that board and you're holding on to, what do you call it? The That, that sort of it's, parachute it's a, thing? Yeah, so well, we call it like a hand wing. So it's like a, it's almost like a kite when you've seen people kite surfing. But instead of having lines connected to you, between you and the kite, you basically just hold on to it. So it's yeah, halfway between I guess wind surfing and and kite surfing. Uh, but you're doing it on a on a foil board, so up out of the water. So it's yeah, literally the fastest growing water sport around. And we've well, I've been into it for most of the year, and they're loving it. It's, yeah, so many different aspects to it. Like water stuff, you can go surfing on the waves, and yeah, it's a real cool sport. Might have to give it a go. Might be too extreme for my knees or anything like that. No, you'll be good. To the Get a mark. <laughs> Get a mark. So I might have to try it out with your brother. Hey, tell us about your your relationship with Pete Burling. Totally different polar opposites. Um, tell us how how it works, mate. How you? What's the kind of connection and relationship what between you? What are you saying? You? Is and, well, like yeah, you know, what are you saying? You've Pete. Pete's the skipper and, and Blair's the fun one. Pete? You know, Pete's the skipper <laughs> and he's he's on a he's on a journey, and then Blair brings a bit of fun and excitement to the relationship. Is that am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't judge a book by the cover, mate. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a yeah, it's been a epic journey for us. Like we've literally been sailing together. We obviously started in the forty nine of twelve or thirteen years ago, um, yeah. and since then have picked up like a heap of campaigns together and yeah it's just been fun to grow and develop as sailors and, and people and yeah on, on an awesome journey doing what we love so yeah lots of ups and downs yeah, so and uh tough times and good times for that yeah just 
still enjoying it now and looking forward to, um, you know, what we take on next, obviously doing the sale GP and, and leading the New Zealand team for that. So, um, yeah, it's pretty, it's a big step up for us. I'm enjoy, enjoying that. Mate, you've got, you've one of the, you know, uh, relationships have been going for a very, very long time and you're getting the rewards, mate. Tell us about this sale GP and, and this new format. Are you, are you enjoying it? And, and is it, you reckon it's here to stay for a, for a wee while? It's getting a lot of traction around the world as well. And great news, New Zealand, um, getting some hostings rights from 2023 to 2026. Yeah, we're loving the GP format. It's, for those that haven't seen it, the boats that we uh, sail on are so- they come from the same DNA that we raced on in Bermuda for the 2017 America's Cup. So the AC50 is there. So the F50 is like a supercharged version of that. Um, I guess it, mm. they're all one design now, so the boats are identical. Uh, they go quite a lot faster than that they used to. Uh, and I guess yeah. being identical, that really puts it onto the sailors to get the most out of the boat. So it's actually... We're probably liking it more to what we've done over the years in the 49er compared to the America's Cup where you end up in different boats and that's the, the technology race. This is more like what we do in the 49er where you've got the same boat and you have to set it up differently to get the boat going faster and, and then the racing becomes really tight. So I, I get the format, having just race weekends really short. The races are literally like 13 to 15 minutes. You do five or six of them in a race weekend, real close to shore, so the fans get super engaged it's, it's a format that hasn't been seen before in sailing, and it's a heck of a challenge for us as sailors. But I, I think once Kiwis see it, they'll absolutely love it. It's an awesome format. Yeah, from my basic understanding, can you explain a little bit of the rules? From watching a wee bit, I feel like there's just there's like actually you see a lot of the boats touching. They're getting pretty close, so it's pretty high adrenaline, pretty aggressive natured um, kind of racing. Can you delve into a little bit more about the rules behind the sail GP? Yeah, so the rules that we sail under, they're a modified version of normal sailing rules, but the difference is and the reason that you see so many passes and so many collisions, et cetera, is just the sheer number of boats on such a small race course. Uh, So when you see what's been eight boats this season and from next season onwards will be 10 and that might even grow further uh, by the time we're down here in NZ, then then like the passing opportunities are pretty hard to do. So you've, fighting for every metre and you end up really close to the other boat. So, yeah, it hasn't been seen before in sailing, this, this style, and everyone's learning and adapting. And um, It's only in the second season, so our first season is the same, but it's the league's second season. So uh, I, a lot of it's still getting worked out as exactly how to race them, but, yeah, already this season we've seen a lot of um, carnage and a lot of near misses. But mm. We've managed to stay out of that so far. So, um, but that, yeah. As well, as far as the results, we've got a bit of work to do as a team, but it's also been a, a tough year for us with the, the rotation and the crew due to a lot of us competing at the Olympic Games. Yeah. Yeah, and let's talk about your other role as well. I mean, you're not just in the boat sailing, both uh, both you fellas, eh? You're actually, you've sort of moved up to the old corporate world, eh? Up into the CEO's position. That's pretty flash, Harry, sort of move, isn't it? Yeah, it's been, that side of it's been something we've really been enjoying I, I guess for us as sailors coming through the Olympic ranks it's probably more how we've ranked campaigns in, in the past so you end up those campaigns in the Olympics for us have been quite sailor led so it's uh, there's only a small team of us and, and we sort of run the over 
overall campaign on that side of it. Uh, but this is obviously stepping into a, a bigger realm, a much wider team, uh, all the commercial uh, side of things. And, yeah, bringing the event to New Zealand. A lot of the heavy lifting for that was done by Carl Budge. Um, did an awesome job, mm. but working with him and all the different stakeholders has been enjoyable. And, yeah, there's been a lot of challenges along the way too. Uh, for us, racing in Europe and, and uh, I guess the middle of night New Zealand, so it's a brand-new league and team. Uh, and, you know, it's hard to get some of that cut through into, into New Zealand, but that's why this sort of announcement is awesome for us because we're going to be able to show Kiwis firsthand uh, just how, how cool of a serving product it is. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, with your CEO's wage, I, I notice again on your Instagram, you don't mind going to the races every now and then. So with your CEO's wage, you, you might be able to have a little bit of a punt. Do you follow the horses at all? Or is that just sort of more the event that you went to every now and then? No, that was a, that was a long time ago. I actually, I don't follow him too much, to be honest. I'm, I don't have a spare time, so if I do, I'm normally back out in the, uh, back out in the ocean. But um, <laughs> yeah, I have been... Uh, but it was, yeah, it was a good few years ago now. Yeah, okay. so I was looking at your boys' chat before I came on. I going to give you a tip. I'm not. I'm not going to waste it if you're not going to punt it. But uh, when do you leave, mate? When do you um, when do you shoot away? And how long will you be away for? So yeah, I'm off tomorrow, uh, Sydney. So we'll be on the water there on Tuesday or Wednesday next week. A couple of days training and then racing Friday, Saturday. So, yeah, can't wait to... I know there'll be some Kiwis over in Aussie at the moment, probably haven't been able to get home, so stoked to get over there and fly the Kiwi flag and um, the black boat on the Sydney Harbour. So it's going to be epic. And then actually going to stay away for Christmas and, and New Year. Um, been a few MIQ stints this year, so uh, come back early in, the, uh, early in the New Year. But, yeah, looking forward to uh, racing next weekend. Awesome, mate. We look forward to seeing you out there on the water again. Hey, just quickly before we let you go, Blair, um, just give us a little, with all, all your success and you and Pete Burling over the last couple of years, have you found that sailing in New Zealand sport is growing uh, quite at a rapid rate? Have you seen a lot of success being transitioned from you two on the, on the course, on the water, into the younger generation? Yeah, I think we've definitely started to see... Uh more of that at the grassroots or the you know, all the local sailing clubs around the country. So, mm. yeah, I think it's been awesome uh, with not just the America's Cup stuff, but when the Volvo Ocean Race came in, in 2017-18, the success of the New Zealand team at the Olympics and especially 2016 where got all those medals. Um, yeah, it's been just, mm. yeah, I guess proud for us to be part, a part of that and, uh, you know, we've got such a rich sailing history here and Aotearoa, uh, not just in recent times on the racing side, but right back to the voyaging days and um, how people first got here on Waka. So it's been, it's been neat mm-hmm. to see that sort of start to um, surge back up, which, yeah, it's great to be part of it. Nice, brother. Well, just quickly, if, if you weren't a sailor, if you weren't doing the sailing, what, what would Leah Chook be doing? What would you be up to, brother? Got to have a backup well, plan. I actually had a backup plan when I was came out of school. I, I, um, I did an apprenticeship as a sparky. So uh, oh. that was, yeah. When I was at school when I was oh, 16 or 17, did that for a few years. 
so yeah, good to have a trade under my belt, but um, <laughs> same time I've yeah, I have not done much sparky work over the last 12 or 15 years, so I feel like I'm a <laughs> sort of cheating the system there a bit. But no, it's, uh, it was a great thing to do. I loved getting out of school into the uh, real world and, and learning a heap as a youngster and, and having that trade. Uh, yeah, something I'm pretty proud of too. Oh, mate, you're a hell of a sailman, so don't worry about uh, you know being an electrician. It can, it can wait. Mate, you can sail to your bloody 60, can't you? So you're, you're sorted. You're fine. So, mate, we really appreciate your time on Bears at Izzy for breakfast. That is Blair Chuk, great new sailing GP coming to Auckland and Christchurch. I look forward to seeing it down here, mate. Appreciate your time. Go well this weekend in Sydney, and hopefully we can catch up with you very soon. Cheers, boys. The abandonment at Trentham has meant the Group 1 feature and also the Group 2 Wakefield Challenge Stakes that we run at Tarapa alongside a host of other group racing all throughout the day. Andrew Butch Castles, the butcher, is the CEO over there at Waikato Racing Club. He's no doubt pumped about what is a huge bumper day and it's great to have him join us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Good morning, Butcher. Yeah, morning, Brendan. How are you doing? Well, very well, thank you. I've also have Israel on the phone, Andrew. Hey, Butch. G'day, Izzy. How you going? Good Lindisfarne, yeah. old boy like yourself. You'll be flying, I would have thought. Oh, yes, oh. brother. Yes, Butch. Is it, on. Is this a little central district sort of thing? So you call Izzy, Izzy, and you call Baz, Brendan. I see how it goes. Is it, you've obviously heard I'm going to hit you up for, <laughs> for hospitality this weekend, Butcher. Yeah, have we got any hospo <laughs> online over? Is there, have we got any hospo available at Tarapa this weekend, my good friend? Uh, most of it sold out. In fact, I think pretty much all sold out. The tickets that were available for GA mm. sold out overnight. But being uh, the big timer that you are with the horse racing in one of these uh, nice group races, you'll get your owners' tickets, and I'm sure that um, we can look after you on the day, Dad. Okay, yeah. I'm going to bring lists over so that'll guarantee me some corporate hospitality, no doubt. Anyway, what was okay. that, sorry? let's see. Uh, it's all right. It's okay. I was just trying to get a free free lunch. Um, anyway, mate, hey, uh, heaps of group racing <laughs> on the day. Absolute bumper card. You must be pretty pumped. Yeah, look, it's unfortunate that we've had to pick up those group races from last weekend. I, I'm not sure that's been well mitigated, the uh, the problems uh, that eventuated out of Trenton. But the races, the key was the fact the races needed to be run and they needed to be run uh, in the best possible place for the horses uh, that were uh, likely to participate. And uh, that uh, landed them with us this Saturday. So they complement what was already a really good card with the Calizuzi Stakes, the Sky City Hamilton Waikato Cup and... Uh, of course, the J-Swap Sprint. So now the five races on the card, it becomes a, a super Saturday, I suppose, as people call it, and really looking forward to it. They're spread across the program. Races 3, 5, 7, 8, and 10 of an 11-race program are the group races. So, uh, yeah, some real interest right throughout the day. Yeah, you're starting to get up close to a million dollars on offer across the entire card, and five features is absolutely Phenomenal. What uh, what race would you say? I mean, all the fields are, are pretty hot. Which race would you say would be the real feature of the day? Oh, look, the, the Group 1, uh, as, you know, as, uh, as us uh, racing uh, uh, tragics know, the Group 1 is what we all aspire to, and, and that's uh, the fact that um, it is a really strong field. I think there's five individual previous Group 1 winners in the race. Uh, uh, look, Aegon unbeaten in New Zealand. He's five starts for five wins uh, in Aotearoa. 
And look, he can um, look to make that six from six. Uh, the likes of Preda Fair, uh, who's been so competitive yes, to Alyssa. Um, plenty of uh, really good horses throughout that race. So looking forward to that one in particular. Man, you've you've got me right up and about. Aegon's my tip. I think Aegon got homesick over in Australia. Didn't like the paddock. Didn't like who was <laughs> over there. It's come home and it's going to get up. I oh, mate, I'll pick it. I'll pick it. But hey, quickly, just um, Tarapa, mate. You've had a, you've had many more meetings that previously you've had because of COVID restrictions in Auckland. How's the track and how how's the um, the, the conditions uh, holding up at Tarapa? What's it looking like for Saturday? Uh, look, the track, uh, the weather forecast changed. It'd be a great job being the weather forecaster. You can just say something and it doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong. It's changed every day this week. Um, so it's been uh, yeah. really difficult from a pre- preparation point of view. Um, but uh, it looks like the weather forecast is now holding and, and should be pretty good for Saturday. So I've uh, been uh, irrigating uh, the track during the week to uh, to make sure it's uh, not too hard. Um, uh, well done. But look, we have... We have <laughs> We have picked up uh, race meetings with the, the unfortunate situation of participants not being able to get in and out of Auckland. Uh, it, it has placed mm. uh, pressure on the track. In saying that, there's six metres of new ground that hasn't been raced on for some time, so I would have thought that um, that six metres would be the best place to be. But uh, Bart and his team on the track have done a great job. We have been lucky with the weather. Uh, we wouldn't have wanted too many wet days amongst the extra days, but we've got away with it so far. So uh, it's holding up, but it'll need a break after uh, this Saturday and next Saturday, the 18th. And uh, then it gets about a month break, which will be very much needed. Okay, excellent. Well, we're going to have to let you go very shortly because we've got to get over to a very good friend of yours, and Ian Smith, the doyen, the voice of sport for all of New Zealand. And I know he'll be excited about the racing in the weekend. Can you steer us into one? I've been talking you up, Butcher, about how good a tipster you are. Can you steer us into one for the weekend, mate? Be no price, but Wolverine will be winning the two-year-old race. I know it's held in enormous regard. They were absolutely gutted that they couldn't run that last weekend. Um, she's being aimed towards the Karaka Million. I saw and went back and watched the tape of her win uh, at Otaki uh, again uh, last night, and um, she was very, very impressive. Uh, my uh, understanding is she's gone forward from there, so I just think she's the one in the Hidden Bed Wakefield Challenge Stakes, number nine, Wolverine. Ooh. There we go. Strong push from the butcher. Strong Love push. It. Well, mate, we're going to let you go, but how's uh, how's how's the uh, the Fat Club going? You, you're on you're on the scales, dropping plenty. Yeah, got on the scales fit. this morning. Still. Uh, Still coming in under the uh, goal weight, but it's uh, not easy. Um, I've been sneaking the odd beer in, and uh, and uh, this time of year the food's looking pretty sharp too. So uh, walking <laughs> most days, if not every day, um, it's going to be what we have to do, I think, to keep it off. But uh, certainly enjoying the fact that can do a few more things and um, and uh, loving life. So so it's been a good thing to do, but we've got to keep at it. Good man. Well, I look forward to catching up. Look forward to seeing the progress. And I'll make sure I bring Liss over so I've got half a chance of getting a ticket on Saturday. But all the best for the weekend, mate. And thanks heaps for joining us here on Baz and Izzy. Cheers, Butch. That would be your best chance.